What up? Welcome back. Hope everything's cool. Real quick, um, I told you guys a while ago I had to switch up the hosting site, right? So now if you go to Spotify, I ran into this, got some comments, and some friends were asking me, you will see PJ's son and that little picture of Echo uh, when he was a puppy, and next to that you're going to see Dominic Masters on one of them. That's the old one. There are uh, three episodes on that that I'm cool with. I'm happy with. People said they were funny or whatever. It also, on Spotify specifically, I'm saying, um, if you search PJ's son, the, there's another one, same, same like photo of the little Doberman puppy. That's Echo who fucking disrupts us every episode. And he's down here now, so get ready. There's going to be PJ's son, that photo of Echo, and then it's going to say PJM DJM 1961. From now on, that's the new, that's that's PJ's son. The old one, I was having some trouble. I've already explained it, but I was having some trouble, so that one's no longer going to get new episodes uploaded to it. PJM, you know, PJ's son, photo of Echo, can't miss it, and then PJM DJM 1961. That's where all the new shit's going to go. That's where this is going to go. Uh, today is, what is it, September 6th. I just published another one. It's called The Master's Boys. Um, I was just kind of talking shit, and then uh, Cash came home, and we were chatting for a while. He got to do his first podcast. So that is uh, so that's the current one. That's the one to go to if uh, you're looking for our new stuff, my new stuff, whatever. So... That's where you go. So there's going to be two of them on there. Fucking dude, I can't even figure out how to delete the old one. I I was trying to mess around with the um, podcasters for Spotify. Fuck them. That was the old hosting site. And I logged out of it. I'm, I'm Dude, I'm so bad at this stuff. I logged out of it to see if I could you know, just like get back in. I forgot even what I was doing. But um, when I went to log back in, it's like they still know who I am, but they I, I'm I'm a fucking. I'm so bad at it, but uh, so I can't even find my existing stuff, um, but I can find it on Spotify. So anyway, that one is dead. Still check those out. It's like me before I got this equipment and all that stuff. And they're, they're pretty cool. And, and some of it's a little funny and whatever, but, um, <clears throat> so the, the PJ son photo of echo, same photo you're going to see. And then, uh, PJM DJM 1961. That's our new shit. So go to that one and, uh, please leave comments and stuff like you have been. I appreciate it. A little feedback and Telling me I suck and it, it's it's hilarious. I love it. So please keep that up. But um, that's where you're gonna find all the new stuff at. So that's the um, kind of update for the tech shit. Speaking of tech, the one I just published with uh, the Masters Boys. The whole process of this thing has always been my biggest fear like my biggest like nightmare like I've told you guys it's just like I can do the talking and I I can make like um you know a conversation or a an interview interesting I feel like I kind of am okay at that 
the fucking one, once like I have to click things and export and import and upload and download and convert to MP3 and all this other, it's like, I'm just out dude. So, um, <clears throat> my buddy Jason from the, uh, museum podcast. And, and if you want to hear some other stuff, it's very, uh, veteran story based. Um, but I, I am proud of that one, too. If you want to check that out, it's called The Dog Tag Podcast. You can find that on Spotify. You can find it on all over the place. YouTube, it's all over the place. I've got a couple on there. We've already talked about this. Anyway, um, he was supposed to come over tonight, and uh, we were going to go through some stuff. And, like, I'm talking about, like, I need to write shit down or, like, record it. So that way when he's not here, I don't have to bother him. He's a busy dude, got a family and a job and everything. So, um, but anyway, he wasn't feeling good. Some shit came up, so he, he couldn't make it over. So I just came downstairs and just kind of was like looking through like, okay, man, this has got to be simple and fucking figured it out. I think, I don't even know if it's on Spotify. <laughs> I just said, I think I figured it out. And then I said, I don't even know if it's on Spotify, but sometimes it takes a little bit to upload. I'll let you guys in on the the uh, secrets of, of podcasting, but it's kind of confusing for me. Oh, there it is. It's on there. So we are on Spotify with the Masters Boys. It's like an hour and 23 minutes. It was awesome. Hanging with my son. He came home uh, and just came downstairs, and the kids love this stuff. I, I recorded one with my daughter, Savvy, my youngest, and uh, um, I was kind of like talking about her school and, like, the school she will be going to in the context of, like, you know, uh, just, like, growing up and all that shit. But <clears throat> I think I might have said a little bit too much. And so I didn't uh, I didn't publish that one for her sake. But anybody that knows me knows if there is ever a problem with my children, we will go to the end of the world to fix it. So, but anyway, I kept that one kind of on the hush. Maybe someday. Um, but so he and I were just rapping and, and so obviously I can figure this shit out. It's just that, um, like, you know, self-confidence in it, but it's like, it can't be that difficult. You know, it's just something I, I'm a repetition dude. I got to do stuff over and over and over. And then once I get it over and over and over, I'll kind of like not master it, but I'll have it down to a place where it doesn't, I'm not fearful of it anymore. Fear is a weird word talking about fucking podcasting, but I want it to be good. I want it to go out. I want to, I want to, you know, they say like in the analytics, um, you, you need to be like on track, you know? So if it's, if Tuesday, Tuesday is your day, then fucking publish stuff on Tuesday and have your, you know, to where it's, it's steady and punctual and all that stuff. And I'm into that. So I'm, I'm trying to keep it that way, but you know, like you guys already know, man, shit's going to be what it is around here. The dogs and the kids and the publishing dates and all kinds of crazy shit. So anyway, um, you know, I got that new one on there. So check it out. See what you think. Got home from work tonight. Like I said, Jason was supposed to come over. So we were either going to work on my stuff and then maybe like do some editing stuff on, um, a podcast we did at that concert. I'm going to tell you about that in a little bit. It was fucking dope, but, uh, he wasn't feeling great. So I am on my week off, which this, if any lock operators know, this is like that Wednesday and then you get off Thursday to Thursday and it's just like, it is the shit to have a full week off every whatever month or five weeks. It's, it's nice to do. You get to like catch up and get on a regular schedule and shit. So 
I'm on my week off, but <laughs> my poor wife is upstairs. She uh she's got to get her first colonoscopy tomorrow. She's gonna fucking love that I'm talking about this, but this is life, so suck it up, bro. Um, so she had to start drinking that drink thing, and I mean, she's just like it's a mess, but it's funny. So I gotta take her first thing in the morning, get that done with. Um, so it's funny. She's got to like fast and, you know, all that other stuff. So she's, she is bumming tonight, but I'm kind of cracking up, but not at her, you know, but I can make fun of her about stuff. It's funny. Um, so I'm just kind of chilling. I came down here to check that out and figured out how to export it and import it the right way and got that kind of taken care of. So I figured, what the fuck, man, I'm on a roll, might as well plug stuff in and sip on a little something and just kind of chill out and talk to you guys, so, um, <laughs> got a, uh, got a cool weekend coming up, well, once I get her taken care of, uh, I'm gonna go golfing Friday, my buddy Cap'n from work, um, and then, uh, Alicia and I, and, uh, Captain and his wife, we're going to barbecue over at his place and kind of hang. They got one of those fucking swim spas. They just built this beautiful house, and it's one of those swim spas. So it's like it's the spot kind of out in the country a little bit, but not too far. And it's just it's a real chill place to be. So we're going to go hang with them. And then uh, Saturday we have a we have some uh, friends of ours, daughters getting married. So um, a couple of us couples all put in on an Airbnb and going to go to the uh, go to the wedding and do that dance and then go back to the Airbnb and just hang for a while, maybe party a little bit. Who knows? Don't party that much anymore, but once in a while, it's OK. So looking forward to that, <clears throat> um, dude, this week coming up on Tuesday. A good friend of mine, Mike Grawich, um, Alicia and his wife have worked together and known each other for a long time. He's been in law enforcement his whole life. I, I, you guys will get the whole story. It's going to be fucking cool. But like the main, like the main reason, I guess, or the most like high profile case that I know of that he worked on was Pam Hupp. Um, if you don't know, I don't know which one it's on. I thought it was Hulu, but I looked up today and uh, it's uh, it said Netflix. I got to rewatch the fucking thing, but it was this psycho lady in uh, here in Troy, Missouri. Um, and I it, like I said, I got to watch the thing again, but she fucking killed a bunch of people and then did some wild shit when she was in the police station. They were questioning her and uh, somehow she got a hold of a pen, a writing pen and said she needed to go to the restroom. Well, Excuse me, talking about admitting guilt. I believe it went, and Mike's going to clarify all this, but uh, when she went to the restroom, you know, they escorted her there, but this motherfucker started, like, jabbing herself in the neck with this knife to, or this uh, pen to try to kill herself instead of doing however long she's doing in prison. Hopefully, fucking life. She's a terrible, terrible monster. But uh, So I'm going to have him in on Tuesday, and I told him the day I was talking to him. It's funny because... When you're talking to super interesting people, people that have awesome stories um, 
and and like a lot of them, you know, 20 something years this dude had. And I think he was Air Force MP um, and then came back to St. Louis. We're going to get all this out of him. But the point is, like when I was talking to him on the phone today, because um, Alicia had mentioned to his wife, you know, that I wanted to talk to him. And I got a list of people like this. Uh, but I was talking to him and he's like, so what's this podcast about? And I kind of explained it to him a little bit, you know, and uh, he's like, dude, you must be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, if you want to talk to me, he's like, Dom, I'm not that interesting, man. I don't, I don't, I, I like, I want to help you and I want to have fun. And I think it sounds like a great idea and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, but I, I don't have all that much to say. And I'm like, dude, Everyone says that, including myself. I think it's ridiculous. Again, I'm so thankful and grateful that anybody even wants to listen to this. And it's, again, still all my just buddies and family and stuff. But, like, you don't think that anybody wants to hear what you have to say. Or, like, I'm not interesting or, or you know, I, I'm, I'm not a podcaster or whatever. But it's like, you don't know that. So it's my job. And I'm telling him, like, dude, it's my job. I'll make it interesting. I'm going to do my best to make it interesting. It might be fucking terrible, but to talk to a person like that, it can't be not interesting. It's just, it's, it, you can't have gone through all these years of, you know, I don't even know all the trials and stuff he's, he's been a part of and convictions and, and arrests and, you know, being a detective. I have no idea, but you can't go through that many years of doing something and not be interesting, right? It's like, whoever, Tiger Woods might just be a golfer, but it's they're, they're, the little things are so interesting. So I was telling him, I'm like, dude, I, I am personal friends with some guys. Um, Ethan Place, I'm going to have in here. Marine Corps scout sniper. Uh, he it was on a TV show called Inside the Crosshairs. This dude's one of my personal heroes, and not because I know him, but if I ever read his story, I'd be fucking in awe. Now, I know more about him because of, of his job and our, our link in the Marine Corps and, and what he did for our unit 2-1 and, and all that stuff, but it's it's funny how kind of humble people are, and I think that's a cool thing. You know, like, if you're, if you're like, fuck yeah, man, everybody wants to listen to what I say, it's kind of like, nobody wants to hear about that, but when people like Mike and Ethan and all kinds of people you're going to hear don't think they have anything to say. Like, I think that's the best stuff. And so uh, he's totally cool with it and he wants to have fun and he's looking forward to it. And I I just, I can't wait to talk to him, but he's like, uh, he said, are we going to be live? And I was like, no, dude, anything that you say, that you know you you think about later that you don't want to be in there I can edit it out I don't do a lot of editing but I will if if a guest is like hey man I shouldn't have said that like or if it's like um you know personal or has any kind of security or or any of that I'll I'll definitely take that out I respect people's stuff but for the most part uh you know long pauses and ums and shit fuck that I'm going to leave it in because it uh, I my buddy Cody was telling me today, he's like, it sounds more real. It's just like a, a conversation. And that's what I want. I don't want things to be too produced because you'll know. You guys will know. And you'll be like, what the fuck? So, I, but I was like, dude, I'll, uh, I'll cut anything out. He's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if after we talk for a few hours, you think it's just total dog shit, you'll be able to just delete it. I'm like, 
The answer to that is yes, but I know that won't happen. So like, don't worry about it. But it's funny. He was kind of like concerned with not, you know, having anything to say. I'm like, you don't, you don't even know how fucking interesting you are. And that's what makes you so interesting. But, um, so he's going to come in, he's going to come over, come in. Like I got some leased out apartment building or a fucking store somewhere that I run this podcast. He's going to come to my home and come down into my fucking basement and sit at my desk and, and talk with me Tuesday. So I'm pumped about that. I can't wait. Um, if you have any questions about anything you would like me to ask him, if it's cool shit, I will. So leave comments like Spotify. And I'm, and again, I'm, I'm trying to get the social media links up too. um, I think it's going to Alicia's Facebook, but she just looked a minute ago and it's like, you have to go to the Podbean. So don't fucking worry about that. Just go to like, if you have Amazon music, I'm on there. Um, and Spotify, I don't know. I guess everyone has Spotify. I'm out of the loop, but, um, so, you know, if you got some cool questions about the case or anything, man, let me know. And I'll, I'll fucking, I'll be happy to ask them. Uh, or anything like you think if I'm uh, audio doesn't sound great or I need to get closer or further away or stop fucking doing this or that. Let me know, man. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. I'm not telling you I'm going to change it or do what you say, but I am uh, I am cool with constructive criticism. So he's going to come in and, and talk shit with me for a little while. And I think it's going to be awesome um, to let you know on the docket in the near future. I also, like I told you, because I try to be a man of my word, and uh, I talked to my old, he's not old, he's my former um, therapist, Dr. Larry Shapiro, and he's fucking all about it. He wants to support me and help people and send a message and, like, do what he does. Um, so he, I talked to him a couple times. I'm like, hey, you know, would you even be interested in doing something like this? Because you... Some people might not be. Some people don't want to talk, and no one wants to hear themselves. I fucking don't want to hear myself, but I I enjoy doing this, so I'm gonna force you to listen to it. But uh, I I think that uh, what he has to say, and I don't know if we're gonna talk about me. I hope we do because I want everybody to know everything about me. I don't give a fuck if it helps someone. Again, again, if it helps someone, I'm cool with it. I want everybody to tell all kinds of shit about me if 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 it helps somebody. So I'm sure we'll talk about me a little bit, but um, also just like the culture, the community. Um, why why we are going through this? Again, he he, I think, like kind of only now works with veterans, PTSD. I'm, I'm sure there are some other people that, you know, PTSD, I'm not going to speculate and say anything, but I know that that's his core. Um, you know, that's what he d- specializes in. So, um, but like, why? Why we are, why we act the way we do after we go through an experience and why we, um, why we react to those things the way we do. Why did I choose drugs? Why do some people want to forget? Why suicide? Why 
all kinds of shit, man. I think I don't I just my bummer about this is I don't think there's enough time in one episode to talk to someone like him or Detective Grawich or Ethan Place or uh, Brian Bowringer, a, a, a World Series ring winner with the Yankees. Um, I don't know if there's enough time, and that's why, like, I'm so uh, humbled, I guess, to have people in here on my shit because I don't want a time limit. I don't want restraints. I don't want too much editing. I don't want to fucking like keep it under some hour. Oh, it's an hour. Let's, let's wrap it up. There's like nothing worse to me. Um, then because it takes a fucking half hour to start to like get people comfortable. When I did my first podcast at the museum and like they were trying to wrap up like final questions and I'm like, we haven't even begun. So I don't, I don't, I don't want uh, time restraints on any of my guests at all, and especially Doc Shapiro because he knows so much about me and he knows so much about this thing that so many of us are dealing with that you can't slow a dude like that down. Now, if I have to do a part one and like a whole fucking mini series on people like that, I I invite that every time because I think it's a thing where. You can't miss a word of this, it, it, whether you're going through anything or, or somebody, you know, is everything Doc Shapiro has ever told me has been like gold. So, um, I'm going to try to set him, set it up with him soon. If I have to go to his office or we have to go like get a space at the library, some little room or something, I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do. Um, but I'm fucking thrilled to have Mike and him. And just keep this thing rolling. Uh, I've got some other pretty cool uh, guests coming in that, like, I I just, I think if anything, you'll be done listening to me, but these people have cool shit to say. So I can't wait to uh, get those stories rolling and, and get them out and um, obviously help people, but also entertain, you know. that That's our whole, that's our thing here. I've said it too many times and and uh, you know i'm gonna keep saying it but um so last weekend uh the veterans museum i think i talked about i know i did had those uh singer songwriter artists come up from nashville um last friday i had to be up at the museum at nine there were uh i think 14 veterans total uh, in a two-day process. So what happened was I went in, all the artists are there, and uh, I didn't know this, and I don't know if I was paired up with them specifically. I don't, I don't know if it was just a, like a draw a name. I don't, know, I don't know what the whole deal was, but I walked in and uh, met two gentlemen. One's name is Hal Odell, and the other one is Craig Hendricks. Um these guys have been in the music game for a long time and their story was awesome. How, uh, Oh shit. What was he? A radiation, something to do with like a radiologist. I mean, he was in the medical field, like doing really good stuff for 20 years, I think. And, uh, one of those stories where he like 
He needed to do what he wanted. The magic of this board I got, I just paused it real quick, and hopefully it seems kind of seamless like I just kept talking. But um, I went upstairs and got the paperwork on Hal. Um, he was a diagnostic radiologist. I have no clue what that is, but 20 years practicing in medicine. Practicing in medicine. And then he like uh, moved up to Park City, Utah. This says I got a little bio on all of the uh, artists because uh, my partner Jason and I uh, did like a live podcast at this event um, and we wanted to talk to him. So, you know, we kind of did our homework, uh, moved to Park City, Utah uh, to chase music and also the mountains and snow, it says. And he ended up as a front man and guitarist for Snyderville Electric Band. Writing the bulk of the lyrics and helping to compose and arrange the songs. In 2018, he moved to Nashville, where he is a full-time musician and songwriter. His music has an old-school country vibe, heavy on the storytelling element, realism, and emotion. Well, he couldn't have had a better fucking veteran to work with because we had a story to tell. And then uh, Craig Hendricks, it says, Southern born, Southern born and raised Nashville recording and award-winning touring artist uh, from Georgia to Alabama, Heights of Lookout Mountain, found his place at stages and festivals, wineries, numerous Nashville-based singer-songwriter events, and Broadway venues. Um, he's performed with some of the brightest talents in the Southeast, including award-winning songwriters and performers. So th these dudes are like, they're legit artists. So this guy, Jason Eason, another artist, uh, he came in town to play a show at a venue here uh, in St. Charles. And uh, being an eight-year Air Force guy, five deployments, um, PTSD guy himself, uh, I don't know if it was his manager. Somebody was like, hey, you, should, you, you know, you should go up and check out our little museum, our, our local, I say little because it is square footage smaller than most, but I think what's packed into it and the stories and everything are fucking amazing. But um, so uh, Jason went and, and checked this place out, and uh, he put this thing together like six months ago. And you know, a lot of people say they're gonna do something, and uh, you never hear from them again. This dude went down, went back, to, went back home to Nashville, and uh, started rounding up uh, artists and songwriters and singers and 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 compute, you know. Uh, computer guitarist and shit really talented really fucking cool people so he brings all these people back up here they were here Thursday and Friday um, they played a show Friday night um, and then again Saturday so I walk in the museum Friday morning and I meet these two guys they're like hey good to meet you we're going to be working with you today I'm like great so we go sit in this little room and um, just kind of start just kind of start talking about stuff and the thing that comes to the the forefront when I'm talking about my story it can it can go into the war whatever it can go into all that stuff too but um, I have to say for me it was the addiction stuff when I got home so. I start going into all that with these guys and it was a fucking cool experience. Like we've all loved music for so long. If you don't like music, 
turn this off immediately and go away because music is fucking a huge part of my life, always has been, and, and I'm sure always will be. Um, PJ, my mom, was like the cool bartender mom that drove a Camaro and like she was always like hip and shit. So I grew up like Tom Petty and ZZ Top and uh, like Fleetwood and, and all like rock and roll KC95. If you're from here, you know what that is. But um, Stevie Ray Vaughan and just like old school Pink Floyd and just rock and roll. And so, um, yeah, so music's always been huge to me. Um, so I sit down and start talking with these guys and uh, it, it was wild, man. They are were very familiar with addiction, not their personal stories, but, you know, people they know. Um, so it wasn't that far-fetched from them and uh, for them. And I always think, like, when I start talking to people about, uh-oh, hold on. Oh, I thought Echo was coming. When I start talking to people about my stuff, I'm like, boy, I can see the judgment coming right now. And it never came. They were just like so receptive and, and open and um, respectful about the whole process. Here he comes. Tell him what you think, Echo. Get him. Echo, speak. Echo, speak. That was a growl. What they, what they did that I really appreciated was, um, you know, so obviously you're, you're a Marine, so there, and I didn't want it to be like heavy Marine Corps. I didn't want it to be all rah, 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 but you know, it, it's gotta be a part of it. So, um, he like how, and, and Craig would be writing lyrics and they go, does that sound right? Or would you guys say that? And there were a few times when I'm like, no, I wouldn't. And no one I know would. So like, I can't sign off on that. And that's exactly what they wanted feedback wise. They're like, Dom, if something comes up, you need to tell us because we want to do this thing right for you and your guys and, and everyone involved. But, um, you know, so that level of respect right away was really cool that they're, they weren't trying to like make some hit song. They were trying to, um, do right. You know, they, they wanted to keep it real. So, uh, we talked, it was like a three hour thing. And, uh, Hal said at one point, he was like, uh, so like, what kind of music do you lean towards the most? Like in your truck, what are you listening to? Excuse me. And I said, um, well, you know, I feel like I'm pretty well-rounded as far as music goes. I, I hip hop and a little bit of country and stuff, but, um, I'm more into the heavy. And so he started like hitting the guitar pretty heavy, you know, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucking cool. And, uh, yeah, man, the lyrics and I don't know, it hit me. I, I teared up a few times, which again, you guys know, isn't too, too far out for me. I'll do that. No problem. But, uh, so after the three hours, I was, I was pretty happy with, with what they had done. Um, we, the family and I, I had known about this for a little while, but the family and I had made plans. I think I talked about all this. I'm sorry. Uh, we had made plans to do this. So everybody was going. Me, Alicia, and the three kids, we we're all going to be there. So Saturday rolls around, and uh, 
I had to get up there a little early and do the podcast, and I unfortunately didn't get to meet everybody, all the artists, um, Friday, because they're all busy with their own, you know, veterans and writing songs and stuff, so I didn't get to meet everybody on Friday, but um, we kind of just set up in the foyer of this, it was an Elks Lodge, it's not like some big fancy thing, but it was a really cool spot, don't get me wrong. Uh, so Jason and I just kind of set up in the foyer and, uh, as we would, as people would either come in or, you know, we would see him going to the bathroom or whatever. We would just like run him to, Hey man, can you talk to us real quick? So we did like a live podcast and, you know, the front door was open and people were bringing stuff in and, uh, you could hear sound check in the back and like, there's a bar and people were slamming his fucking door right next to me. And it's like. You know, they didn't know what was going on, so I I don't blame them, but it's almost like, dude, what the fuck, you know? But, uh, so we did kind of a live show that'll be coming out soon on, um, the Dog Tag Podcast, the Dog Tag Podcast. Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear that one because all of the artists had the same, all the ones we got to talk to, again, we didn't get to talk to all of them, but all the ones we got to talk to had the same um, mentality or, or outlook on the whole thing. Like they all wanted to represent the individual veteran um, in a, a clear and honest way and the United States of America and whatever branch of service, like they were, these people really seemed like they were trying to do the best thing for that story and that branch or the whole community, you know, like they were really the respect that they, that they had was fucking cool, man. And, and it's nice to hear. Um, again, I just don't think they were down here to try to write a song. I don't, uh, you know, there's no money in it for them. This was like their own time away from their family. So, they were all just genuinely really cool people. And Jason and I were talking about like, we, I've never even been to fucking Nashville. I've driven through there, but I've never been to the cool spots. Uh, but we were talking about going down there and kind of like doing some show, doing some podcasts, you know, with these folks in their setting, you know, and, and watching them do shows. And these are like working professional musicians. So I'm interested in that whole thing and the the process that it was really neat to watch how I think that's where I was going earlier. Music is such a part of my life and, and everybody else's I know, but um, you think that they just like come up with these words and then rhyme them together and then do like a riff and some drums and da, 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 And it's like, yeah, kind of, I guess and I can't speak on this cause I'm not an artist, but there, so there's like a formula but it can be bent and broken and to watch them go, well, you know, you wouldn't really put that there because we already kind of said that in the first verse and we have to, um, you know, we have to shrink this thing down to where it'll fit in so many verses, bridge, chorus. And, and that's kind of all you, you know what I mean? You don't, you can't just tell a, a fucking two hour story in a song unless you're, Floyd or you know what I mean like you so um 
so we got the podcast done and everybody started funneling in you know we got some pretty cool photos and stuff so that was cool but um everybody came in and we were all sitting there and what they would do is there let's say there were four or five of them up on stage and uh they would kind of talk a little bit about you know i got to meet bob today or or thursday whatever friday whatever it was and uh he had this story hey bob why don't you come up here so whoever whomever the the song was about would come up if they wanted to and, and kind of say a few words and um go into their experience with these people with the artists and uh kind of talk for a minute and then they'd go sit down and then the the, the artist it, it was either an individual or or maybe two of them or three of them would would play the song and man some of this shit it was uh the it happened to be more of an older veteran crowd when i say older i mean vietnam basically was like you know those dudes are, are getting up there in age a little bit and uh you know, so besides like my generation, that's the, the kind of next one, right? So the one, it was like the last lyric of the one song, and it said something to the effect of um, what the captain of the plane, it, I, I be, I'm pretty sure the dude was 101st Airborne, but the, the captain of the plane, when they were flying the fuck out of there, said, we are now clear of South Vietnam airspace. And... I never heard anything like that before. Um, I took a boat over there. We heloed in, heloed back out, or we C-130'd out to an airbase, heloed back out to our ship, USS Rushmore, and then came home. Again, this was back in 03, the invasion shit. So, uh, But I'm just like imagining, you know, how fucked up that jungle must have been for a fucking year or whatever. I did a couple months like in the desert, which it's not great, but it was not a fucking jungle in Vietnam. And uh to hear to hear that like you're clear of Vietnamese airspace and like chances of you us getting fucking shot down from here are slim to very none. You know, we're we're probably out at sea, our fucking boats are right there, like we're good. You are going home. That, like, it, I, and you could kind of feel the vibe in the room, like, whoa. You know, it was, a, it was a strong, powerful lyric, and it was really fucking cool to hear. And these Vietnam guys, like, you know, that was their world when they were kids, and it was, uh, it was, it was really cool. Really cool stuff. And they all had their own, you know, whatever it was about. And and they got to express that through artists who turned it into a song. And it was just, it was neat, man. And, and then, like, keep in mind, these guys and a gal, uh, they had tops 48 hours to work on this song. Write, memorize, uh, guitar. I don't, again, man, I can't even play the fucking guitar, but that's got to be tough to do. It's got to be tough to do. My Hal, the dude, Hal Odell, the dude that sung my song, had less than that. So, like, I don't know if he practiced it in his fucking hotel room. I don't know exactly what his system is, but he did not have a lot of time to practice that. And to get it, like, 
You know what I mean? Listenable. To me, was pretty sick. Um, so, I had talked to Hal and Craig uh, at the museum on Friday. And I said, hey, man, my whole crew is going to be there. And I kind of want to embarrass the shit out of them. So, I'm going to call them up or something. Like, would you guys be cool with that? And they're like, hell yeah, you know, we're going to have you come up and talk. So, we had a plan to fuck with my whole family. And I told everybody... You never know. They, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Uh, you know, they, you might have to go talk. I don't know. And of course, they're like, we're not going to talk anywhere. Well, I was the, uh, my song was the second to last of the night. So it's 9.30. And the kids went over and got some water, I think. And they came back and they were like, hey, we talked to your friend Hal. And I'm like, oh yeah. And they said, yeah, he told us that, uh, He's going to call up on uh, us up on stage with you. I was like, he did what? I'm like, yeah, he, he already told us, you're, you know, because I was trying to fuck with him. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, now that you know, when I say let's go, like, don't, you know what I mean? Just get up and follow me up there. It's not that big of a deal. So Hal goes into, you know, I met this guy, Dom, and we had a really good talk and stuff yesterday. And, he kind of goes into this little speech thing he was doing and uh he's like he's a real shy guy so if uh so I asked his family if they wouldn't mind coming up here with him and you know he's like Dom would you mind and so of course I start walking up and shit and I'm the exact opposite of a shy guy so he was playing that on me but um here comes Alicia and the kids right behind me you know I was like fuck yeah so uh I got up there and grabbed the mic and I mentioned the the uh museum podcast and asked everybody if they would mind checking that out and everything and then um just kind of gave a little speech on um it was like there were a lot of strong words used that night right like hope and um uh pain and um you know just just all kinds of like these serious descriptive words. And I said, you know, I, I think that all those words were being used because they're real. We've all felt these things in one way, shape or form. So it's not like, you know, if it's that common, something about it, if not the whole thing has to be true. And I said, you know, as tough as, as war and, and all that stuff is, um, my, my kind of battle or whatever war really started after I got home and I went into kind of addiction stuff and, you know, I ended it something to the effect of like, we all have our reasons to keep, to keep pushing forward and fighting, you know, and I kind of looked, I had two of them on one side, two on the other. I said, these are my reasons, you know, so thank you guys for uh, sticking with me and never giving up on me. And it was, it was awesome. And, uh, so he went on to play the song and Alicia went through all that stuff. Uh, when we met, I was, I, I think I was at rock bottom. I mean, like I was close, you know, so she's been through there now. She's my girlfriend and at the time and like taking care of my kids and trying to clean up this fucking mess. That is me. Um, 
and I like I put everything on the PTSD. Well, let me tell you something. You don't fucking not sleep for five, six, seven, eight days was my max awake. That that is not a <laughs> generally a cause of PTSD. I mean, there are sleepless nights. Don't get me wrong. And 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 if you're out there listening to this, you go fuck you. Yeah, it is. I'm not on drugs. I'm I, I'm apologizing because I I don't mean I'm not talking to you. For me. It was drugs. So uh, when we sat down, we walked back to our seats and we're listening. Alicia's she's filming the thing and she's like, whoa. Oh, shit, the air just kicked on. My bad, dude. I turned it up to try to keep it from kicking on so we could have good audio here. But again, my life. Um, so Alicia's like, it hit her. And then my oldest, um, she, uh, well, they all just support me so much. It like... She, I think it makes my oldest sad that, like, I went through that. Even though I did it to myself. You know what I mean? It's totally my fault. I take full responsibility. But, like, I think she feels bad for me that I had to, that I went through that, which is fucking nuts. But that's how sensitive of a person she is. She's fucking so sensitive and wants to, like, everyone just to be okay and wants to love and help. And, like, she's just, she is fucking the like one of the best people I've ever met um and so it got her pretty good and I was able to kind of hug her and just like make her feel better about it and then like you know we listened to the song but um it was a it was a really cool night it was it was uh it was something I'm super stoked to be even a part of and and you know um but anyway Hal said he's gonna uh, take the song back and mix it and master it and have a band and, and like finish it and, and polish it up and, and all this other shit. And, uh, I was like, Hey, I mean, it's your song, but like, could I maybe have some rights like for a little bit of intro or outro? And he's like, fuck yeah, dude, you can do, well, I don't think he said fuck. He didn't curse like I do, but, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. You know, it's you. So I don't know, maybe someday I'll have a little intro or outro. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, it was sick. And then the silent auction reading, you know, the, the like winners of the fucking silent auction came out. So I'm like, here we go. Now, my buddy Matt and his wife Julie came supporting their boy. Good people. Thanks. And other people are going to come, but, you know, they have fucking, they have stuff to do, so no shade. Um, and uh, the gal reading the silent auction, Julie Cap, yay. So, like, uh, she goes up and gets her prize. And then I'm like, oh, please don't let me. Because, like, the kids wanted, they just wanted to be a part of the auction, which is fine. Don't, please don't misunderstand me. Um, all the money raised went to support either the museum or the artist or, like, a good cause. So I was very happy to, like, let my kids bid on stuff, you know. It wasn't that much, but next thing she says, uh, Alicia Masters. Oh, wait a minute. The Masters family have a few items here that they want. I'm like, oh, yeah. Fucking, we ended up winning three. It was like gift cards to um, local restaurants. You know, we won a bunch of those, and everybody was happy. So it was awesome. But then I got a call today that we won some tickets to um, his name's Ward Davis country music artist 
Um, I listened to some of his stuff, and it's actually really good. But on the October 20th here in St. Louis at the the old Rock House, I believe, I'm working nights, so I'm not going to be able to make it. So we're gonna we're gonna find somebody that we can just go give the tickets to. But the gal Renee from the museum called me, and she's like, "Hey, uh, your wife won some tickets, but we had your number, so I'm just giving you a call to let you know, like they'll be here." I'm like, "What the fuck? How much did?" You- so we uh we supported a good cause and then like uh John Eason he wears these like uh they look like Ray Bans but they got the American flag on them sunglasses and I bought a t shirt from him and my son Cash got a hat so we you know gotta put some money back in all their pockets and shit too. So it was uh it was a really cool experience. Um got home and got about three and a half hours of sleep and then went got up at three forty, went to work the next day, so it was a little bit of a longer day, but, you know, what are you going to do? But all in all, it was a, an awesome weekend, and uh, like Alicia and the kids cut the grass for me. It needed to be done, and they like to do it to help me and, and be outside and getting a little walking in and stuff. So it was an awesome weekend, just a good time. Then uh, back to work for a few days, and now I'm out of there for a week, so... This is always the most fun I can have. So, Other than that, man, pretty much same old. I'm going to start eating more again, try to put some size on during the winter. Y'all know how that goes. You get to wear hoodies and shit so you don't feel like you're putting on, you know what I mean? So the idea is bulk up a little bit winter, try to cut it down summer. But that cutting part's always the hard one, so. We'll see how it goes, though. Just enjoying it. It makes me feel better, and it is good for my mental health. Well, here we go. If, uh, you know, energy's low, maybe libido's low, you ask yourself that question, because I can't do it for you. I strongly um, stand behind or advise or... Um, promote or would love to motivate you to start getting after it, man. Talked about jujitsu on the last one. That's a fucking great way to feel better about yourself and, and get in shape and stuff. But look, you don't have to get some gym membership and like try to go, try to go nuts with this thing. Honestly, I think it was Goggins maybe that said, I don't know who it was, but whoever it was was fucking right. All you really need is like a floor. And we all have one of those, man. Don't go fucking, I don't go get some crazy weight set thing that's going to cost you all kinds of money and stress. And then, you know, like you don't need to do all that right away. Just start with the fucking push-ups, crunches, and like body squats. Start out slow if you haven't been doing anything well then obviously you're the one i'm talking to so if you haven't been doing a whole lot time to change time to get healthy put some good stuff in your body and you will get good results from it your energy will go up i uh talked about it before got my testosterone checked uh or whatever whatever fucking five years ago and it was low, and I I am on TRT. I'm happy to say that, and I don't give a fuck about um, 
you know, obviously it's a, it's a performance enhancing drug. I'm well aware of that. It's a very low dose. So it's not like, you know, getting jacked on anabol or something, but, um, I feel very clear and then add in like some weightlifting or running or boxing. That's what I kind of like to do. And, uh, I, I just feel better all the, like my energy skyrockets. You can ask people that know me, like I'm pretty upbeat for the most part, or I'm going to fake like I am because I don't think I should put my bullshit on you. And, uh, I, I mean, it got to a point where, okay, so Alicia and I, Alicia's always been a hardcore runner, um, and workout person. I was obviously a while ago and then I went through my drug shit, quit all that. And then, uh, she just motivated me to get back into it. Cause it's like, dude, if your chick, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever, if your lady is like killing it physically all the time, like that's a fucking disservice to her. And it's fucking disrespectful to let yourself just fall out while she's down five 30 in the morning, like getting after it. That's some bullshit. She deserves better. And again, I don't think you should be lifting weights necessarily. That's not what I'm saying. I think it's a good idea and I love it. So I do it, but, you know, just take care of yourself, man. I started out with some dumbbells and I just got away from the mic because I'm looking at them. I got some scrap steel, not from my job, not from the United States government, not from the Army Corps of Engineers. I got some scrap steel off the side of the road and... uh I am lucky to have some awesome fabricators and welders in my life, and they kind of taught me some things, and I built a dumbbell rack. We had like three sets of dumbbells, and I think two of them were hers, so those are like fives and tens, and then uh, slowly but surely. But, dude, I started out just running in push-ups and crunches and body squats. Like two years into it, I'm like, all right, man, I, I like... I actually want to start lifting a little bit. I did uh, I did some research and tried to find, like, you know, a fucking husband and father and three kids. I, I can't go get the best rogue uh, set up at home. If anybody from Rogue happens to ever hear this or somebody, please send this to Rogue. Hey, man, send me some cool shit. Um, I, I wasn't able to get all that, but I got on uh, Amazon and mine is called Rit Fit, R-I-T-F-I-T. And um, it's called a power cage. And it's kind of like what they have the gym. There's, It's like, uh, you know, four bars and, and it's got safety pins in it. So you can, the, the deal is so you can lift heavy alone. And if you, you know, set up your pins correctly and, and like, don't have any weight on the bar and like kind of see where, all right, if I were to be benching and I drop this thing, where can I get out from under it safely where it doesn't freaking crush me? Um, but I got this whole set. I think it was 1700 bucks. Easy. Stand by. It came with this whole cage, a 45 pound Olympic bar. I opted for, at the time, we just had concrete floors since I have upgraded to like uh, these three-quarter inch mats. Um, they're little two-by-two two squares that you fucking puzzle piece together. Not that crazy. 
Um, it came with 270 pounds total. So the bar and then um, a pair of 45s, 35s, 25s, and 10-pound bumper weights. So the rubber ones, so I could deadlift on the concrete and not crack my fucking basement floor all up. Um, and then I got some little shit, dude, like some uh, a couple other sets of dumbbells. They're fucking expensive right now, so look around, man, because I got mine for a little bit cheaper. Some of them I had to pay p- full price for because that's what I wanted. For the most part, you can find this stuff. Um, I got a, like an easy curl bar that, you know, I mean, you could do, and then uh, a dude at work was selling a heavy bag because he's a bitch and don't know how to use it. I got that from him for next to nothing. And so, I mean, some resistance bands. I just kind of like slowly put this thing together. But my point was, I didn't just go buy this thing right away. I put in the time that like, all right, now working out is a part of my life. Like Leash always said, it's like brushing my teeth in the morning. So it's just like, it's something that we do here. And we're trying to get the kids to, you know, make it a, a consistent part of their world. But they're... 11 and almost 13, fuck me. And uh, so, you know, it's a little bit different for them and their kids. But for us, it's just part of the day. And so I uh, invested a little bit of money. I saved up and, and got this piece of equipment that I use like every day. But but then I'll go through phases where it's just, oh, and I um, you know, cut with a lot of fabrication help, of course. Uh, well, setup and layout help. And then I uh, cut and welded my own pull-up bar. This power rack came with a pull-up bar too, but I, I like mine better because I made it myself. Um, and and just uh, my dude designed it where it would go between the floor joists, up and around the support beam in my home and your home too in the basement, I'm sure. You got that fucking I-beam that runs all the way across your basement. Uh, and then, and then just some bolts that run up in there and I just tighten it down. It's, it's fucking solid, man. It ain't going nowhere. And so that's what we do. But I notice that when I don't get my work in, like, I don't, I just, I feel like shit. I don't feel like shit, but I just, I'm like edgy and you know, cause I, I guess because I let myself down, I feel like, or I make it up that I let myself down. So, um, but then there are times when I'll I'll focus more on cardio and I'll go running or just boxing or like just, you know, um, oh, what the fuck? Calisthenics and, and burpees and, you know, just shit like that. So mix it up, make it fun. Uh, there's, there's so many videos on YouTube. Yoga will kick your fucking ass. And if you think it's lame, try it, dude. It's tough, but... Get yourself moving again, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not some guru, but it's like it it works for for me, for Alicia, for a lot of people we know. And it can't just be by chance that myself, I I am not genetically gifted whatsoever. My parents weren't athletes. Um, you know, I I don't have a gift except that I won't quit and I'm a hard worker. Like I I can say that about myself. I won't quit. So it's like, you know, I make dietary mistakes all the time. We had a movie night the other night. Savvy set it all up and cookies and gooey butter cake and all kinds of good treats and shit. And it's like, I'm going to enjoy that stuff with my family. But the next day, you got to get back on track. So 
I went to work and, uh, you know, I, sometimes I'll bring weights or, or resistance bands with me that day. I didn't. And then I like sat around, didn't have a bunch of boats to lock. So I went out to the shop, got a piece of cardboard, put it down on the dirty fucking shop floor. And I did a hundred pushups, you know, in sets, a hundred, uh, crunches and a hundred body squats. And it's like, it's not a lot, but it's definitely enough or, I should have done more, I guess, but it's enough, dude. So start off slow. I try to tell anyone that wants to talk about it or brings it up to me. Like, dude, start slow. Do sissy push-ups if you have. It doesn't fucking matter. You're not here to impress anybody or prove shit to anybody. Start out slow and get it and just make it habitual. Make it something that's just a definite part of your life no matter what. I didn't have to be at work today until 10 o'clock. I don't sleep in. Sleeping in, as a matter of fact, was uh, 5.30. So I'm up anyway. And it's like, you know, get the kids off to school, whatever you got to do. And then, like, go downstairs and put 45 in. You don't have to put three hours in the fucking gym. You can if you get there, and that's great. And no shade on that. But, like, just go put some time in. And uh, so today I was, like, energetic and felt productive. And, like, I would rather be that. I would rather be up and fucking dude slow down i would rather be the guy that people tell slow down and are you gonna do anything you know and again we had a fucking slow day at work today too so i'm not i'm not busting my ass at work so then there's another reason it's like i didn't do that much all day today why not come get some work in so it's like i don't know man that's my advice to you i'm fucking dominic masters dude i'm pj's son you should be listening (laughs) but for real uh, you, you know, take care of yourself, man. You want to be around for your kids and your grandkids and you don't want to be like not able to go on rides and shit. There's nothing more just like sad than uh, that. That sucks, dude. And you, you don't want to be put in that situation. And the longer you wait, the harder it gets and all that other shit, man. So I don't know if you want to take any advice from me. If not, then write in the comments, tell me, shut the fuck up about it. But I'm not going to because... I believe in it. I think it's good for all of us. And uh, If you've been to Walmart or any open your eyes in this country, it's like we're not doing as good as we could. Um, fuck that. We're, we're doing terribly. And I. it's just like it's so easy. Dude, I want to eat fast food every single day. Like I, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm not. I get it completely. I'm just a fucking fat kid at heart. But. I don't feel good, and and then I don't look good, and then I feel worse, and then it's like my wife's, you know what I mean? You don't, like, so take care of yourselves, man. Get up and just walk around the neighborhood. Take your kids for a walk or whatever whatever you have to do, the dog, anything to get out and about and move a little bit more. Put that fucking phone down. I'm guilty on the phone, dude. I watch a lot of YouTube. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Um, But... There, there's a time when I need to let that go, put my AirPods in and just fucking jam out or, or even listen to a comedy podcast while I'm working out. I don't care what it is, but it's just, it's just noise in the background and, you know, get that work in and make yourself feel better, man. It's, it's worth it for sure. You're worth it for sure. Um, and, and you will feel better about your day. You'll feel better. Your, your kids will see you and they'll start doing it and then you'll make better diet decisions and, you know, it is a struggle and you do have to try and, and it doesn't come easy, but a little bit of discipline never hurt anybody. And, uh, I just think you won't regret it. I've never, 
I don't know. I'm, I don't remember ever going like, I should not have went downstairs today. That was a complete waste of time. I don't have great workouts all the time, but it's better than nothing for sure. So please take care of yourselves. Let's get healthy and uh, do good stuff for each other. All right, man. Like I always try to say, be good. Be nice. Try to do something nice for somebody else. It's a good thing, okay? You guys be cool. Take care. And, uh, yeah, be listening, man, because I got Grawich coming. I got uh, Doc Shapiro coming and uh, some other special shit lined up. So check us out, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. See you.